welcome to the Celebrate Community Church of Yankton podcast. My name is Jeff Todd, and I have the privilege of serving as pastor of this amazing church community here in Yankton, South Dakota. I just want to say thank you for joining us. It's my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Recently, I did a search on Amazon, and I was able to locate, just with a very quick search, you might get a different number, 57,136 books on the topic of leadership. I think it's safe to say that our culture is a little bit obsessed with leadership. Can you imagine that? 57,136 books on Amazon regarding leadership. We want to know how to be a great leader. We want to know how to get people to follow us. But here's the problem. I think the greatest leader that's ever existed in human history is a man named Jesus Christ. Let me help you with that. He was born the son of a carpenter. He lived his life in complete obscurity for 30 years. Yet in just three years of ministry, from the time he was 30 years old till he was crucified at the age of 33, he would forever change the world. He performed amazing miracles. The blind could see. He fed thousands of people. The lame to walk. The dead could be raised. The deaf could hear. Demons could flee. And I would contend that if you're here today or you're watching online and you don't believe that Jesus and all that stuff about God, I, 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 know, I want you to know welcome home. We're glad you're here. You're in a great church. But man, it's hard to deny the impact that Jesus has had. And so when we think about the most influential person in human history, what was his secret of leadership? What did he do? What made Jesus such an impactful leader? And I'm so glad you're asked because we're going to unpack that today. Again, if you're a guest, watch it online. We've been in a series called Rethink. And we've been talking each week a different topic about how if we want to see God move in our lives and our community, there's some things that we need to rethink and we need to re-examine. And if you missed it, um, you can go back and listen to our website, yankton.church, our YouTube channel, our podcast. Go back and catch up. But just to kind of recap, we talked about God in the first week. We said how we see God is the most important thing about us. And the one thing to remember is that God is love. The reason why we don't understand it is because we don't understand love. We see human love, and we think about it in that term, but that's not what God is. God's love is perfect. The second week, we talked about temptation. Boy, I want to tell you something about that message. You know, I have a lot of people that reach out to me sometimes and say, Pastor, I need to talk to you, okay? And, and please hear this. I love those conversations. I want to have those conversations. You can reach out to me. We can talk. But, but every time, and, and I've been in ministry now. Um, next year will be 10 years that I've been in full-time ministry, but over probably 15 years of ministry. Here's what I've learned, okay, that... Most times when people say they want to talk to me, there's something they're struggling with, okay? And so here's what I'm going to say. If that's you and you say, hey, pastor, I have something I want to struggle with, this is what I'm going to start saying. I'm going to send the link to that message. <laughs> I'm going to say, I want you to watch this message first, and then I want you to pray about it. Because if you still want to meet with me after that, then we'll still meet. Because here's what I mean by that. If you missed it or you were gone, we talked about temptation. And the reason why we said we struggle so many times is because there is an enemy who hates you. He hates your family. He hates your lives. He's out to seek, kill, and destroy. But the easy thing about the, our enemy is that he runs the same play every time. He's like a middle school football team that he finds one play that works and he just keeps running it over and over and over again. He's not very creative, but that's the problem because he doesn't need to be because we keep falling for the same thing over and over and over again. And in that message, we unpack 
our offensive weapon, our game plan for fighting Satan's temptation. So again, if you're struggling, go watch that message, okay? Watch it on repeat. Even if you were here, remind yourself of it again because he has the same game plan over and over and over again, and we have the power to defeat it. Amen, church? Amen. So last week, we talked about disappointment. And man, I cannot say enough, Pastor Andy did a fantastic job of unpacking that for you. And I'm so privileged that he's here and part of our church. And man, I'm just going to tell you, church, get used to seeing Pastor Andy up here, okay? Because I, I love the Word of God. I love preaching it. And you guys know I'd be here every week. There's some weeks I have to be gone. There might be some weeks I'm just going to tell you, I might just sit there and listen to Andy just like you guys do, because he just did a great job. So go back and listen to that. Talking about disappointment. Because we all face disappointments in life. And how do we deal with those disappointments and how we should do that? But today, like I said, we're going to talk about Jesus and how his influence and how his, what was his key to that. And I would contend, since he's the most influential person that's ever existed in human history, there's probably some things we can learn by that. And we should probably follow what he does. And in Luke chapter 3, you don't have to go there in your Bibles because I'm going to go somewhere else, but I'm going to put it on the screen behind me. Luke chapter 3. This is where we're going to start. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven opened up and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Now I want to stop there before we go on. I want to talk about the importance of baptism. Andy mentioned it, um, and we introduced it last week. They were going to be doing those baptisms Sunday, August 6th. And I just want to say, we're going to unpack this more as we go the next few weeks. If that's a new concept for you, if you think you're familiar with baptism, we're going to talk about that. But I want to make it very clear, Jesus got baptized, okay? One of the things we say is we want to be like Jesus. Jesus got baptized. We should get baptized if we're a follower of Jesus. And the misconception that somehow baptism is something about removing your sins, well, I want to help your theology with that. Jesus was without sin, yet he still was baptized. Are you following me? So baptism is not the forgiveness of sins. It's the claiming that I'm going to be and follow like Jesus. So we need to make sure we're doing that. But that's not what I want to tell you about that. Because see, immediately after Jesus was baptized, something very important happened. And it significantly shifted. Again, 30 years of obscurity that Jesus lived. At the age of 30, he was baptized. And yet something significant happened in that moment, which is the key to leadership, to Jesus, his influence, and I would contend our lives as well. And it happened the very next verse, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Did you catch it, church? It was right in there. See, Jesus, the greatest leader that's ever existed, the greatest influencer who has influenced more than any social media influencer has ever done, did something very interesting. He didn't lead. He followed. He was led by the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus didn't say, I've come to make you leaders. He didn't say that. Jesus didn't say, come and lead. The reason why we're here today, the reason why Jesus was the most influential person who has ever existed in human history, whether you believe he's the son of God or not, is because of one very thing. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk with you today about how we can do that. Because Luke 4, 14, right after Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit in the wilderness, he returned to Galilee. In the power of what church? The Spirit. And the news about him spread 
through the whole countryside. This man who grew up as a Jewish carpenter in obscurity for 30 years goes and, goes and gets baptized, goes into the wilderness, is led by the Spirit, and he comes back, and he's literally the most popular man in the whole region. Was it because his preaching was so good? Was it because he had a really great worship band? Was it because they had a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of production? No, he didn't have any of that stuff. Why was Jesus able to significantly impact that region and all of human history? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit. So in your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn to John. John chapter 16. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to get you a Bible. I also recommend Version. It's a free app on any smartphone or device. You can download it right now. But today's going to be a little different church for those of you who've been here. We're going to be in John 16, but we're also going to jump between John 14, 15, and 16. I'm going to say that again. John 14, 15, and 16. Go to John 16 to start with. But the reason why is this is the night that Jesus was betrayed. In a sense, John 14, 15, 16, and even 17 are, in a sense, Jesus' last words that John records. And in this moment, Jesus unpacks for us some facts about the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit. And we're going to walk through what those mean today. So John 16, I'm going to start in verse 7. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Did you ever think it would be really cool to have Jesus here? Like, if he was just, like, standing right here and you could see him and you could talk to him. Anybody ever think that would be pretty cool? I think that would be pretty cool. But you know what Jesus said? There's something better than that. It's better. Jesus said, it's better that I go away Because then what I'm going to do is I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that I've been following and that I've been leading. See, here's what you need to understand about the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit was given at a certain place to a certain people for a certain purpose. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit before Jesus came was given at a certain place to certain people for a certain purpose. You remember we've talked about Samson before. Samson, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon Samson. He'd have this great feat of strength, a specific place, specific person, specific purpose. Easy for me to say. Okay, right? You with me? After Jesus was killed and rose from the dead, something very unique happened. It changed all of human history. And this is why this is so important, why you need to understand this. The Holy Spirit was given to all people in all places at all times for those who receive him. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that lived in Jesus, was given to every single person. And that's why Jesus says, it's better that I go away, I will send it. So what does the Holy Spirit do, Pastor, right? What is that? So glad you asked. Go back to John 14. John 14, I'm going to be in verse 26. I'm going to give you a couple things from this passage. Again, we're going to kind of jump back and forth, but I'm going to keep you with me. John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. So on your note sheets that Andy talked about, if you want to write this down, I'm going to give you a few things that the Holy Spirit does. Here's number one. The first thing the Holy Spirit does is it teaches me. The Holy Spirit teaches me just what the verse said in John 26. See, if you see someone that has something that you don't have, it's because they know something you don't know. I'm going to say that again. If you see somebody who has something that you don't have, it's because they know something you don't know. It's true in business. 
It's true in marriage. It's true in finances. It's true in parenting. The reason why we don't have it is because we need to learn and be taught it. Let, let me put it to you like this. I, I think the problem that we have is sometimes we don't want to learn. We don't want to be taught. You know what I want a lot of times? I want what I want. And I want to go to God, and I want to tell God what I want, and then I want God to bless what I want and give me what I want. Am I alone? Anybody else feel that way sometimes? And that's the problem. We're not being taught by the Holy Spirit what we need. We can't go to God and say, God, here's what I want, and now you to bless it. See, that's not a God. That's a genie, and that doesn't exist. That's making a wish. Part of the reason that the Holy Spirit works in our life is he teaches us. That's what it means to be led by the Spirit, is to allow it to teach and allow us to learn. 1 John 2, 27 says this, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone else to teach you, but his anointing teaches you about all things. And as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Church, let me ask you a question. Who's teaching you? You're learning from YouTube? If you are, stop, please, okay? Right? Who, who's teaching you? Are you learning from social media? Are you open to what the Spirit has to teach you? Because that's what Jesus did. He was led by the Holy Spirit. Kenny Luck says it this way. I love this quote. The Holy Spirit changes the way we think about ourselves to create a secure and accepted person who seeks to please God versus an insecure person that battles for the acceptance of others or who seeks the approval of others and loses their identity in the process. You heard me say it all the time, church. It's either thy will be done or my will be done. you got to pick one. It's one of those things. And you know what the Holy Spirit teaches us? To choose thy will over my will every single time. Here's the second thing, and this is going to be in John chapter 15, verse 26. So if you got John 15, 26, it'll be on the screen behind us. I'm going to give you the second thing the Spirit teaches us. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father... He will testify about me. So the second thing the Holy Spirit teaches us, he testifies about Jesus. The Holy Spirit teaches me, and he testifies about Jesus. On my phone here, I have a little thing, and I'm going to try to pull it up. I don't know if you can see it here. But uh, there's a lot of things you can do on your phone, right? This is one of the, the coolest things we can do, and one of the reasons why I like it is because you can do it not with a smartphone. Anybody can see what that is? It's a compass. Right? Anybody, anybody old like me and remember we used to have, actually have a compass that you had? Anybody have one? Anybody still have one? Right? You could pull it out. All right, yeah. So a compass, right? So this is, if you're not familiar with compass, right, it's going to spin around. But every time I turn, this compass has a little red arrow on it. And no matter which way I turn, this red arrow is always pointing one direction. What direction is this arrow always pointing? North, right? Every, every time, this, this, this compass, no matter where I go. So if you're out lost in the wilderness, right, and let's pretend you don't have your smartphone, you don't have Google Maps, uh, you can pull out that compass, and it'll tell you which direction north is. You with me on this? So here's what I want to say. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit's purpose is to point us to Jesus Christ. Let me help you with this. Today, there are approximately 4,300 recognized religions in the world. 4,300 recognized religions in the world. And every single one of those religions leads somewhere. But everybody look right here. 
There's only one that points north. And that's Jesus. And that's the Holy Spirit. Every time, one of the main purposes of the Holy Spirit that Jesus tells us here is to testify about Jesus. Now, you might ask me, and this is a really good question, you might ask me, okay, pastor, how can I tell if it's the Holy Spirit or how do I tell if it's just the tacos I ate last night? Okay, I just don't know sometimes, right? I, I, I think I'm following the Holy Spirit. I think, I want, I think it's testifying about you. How do I know? This is the principle right here. The Holy Spirit will never contradict God's word. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit will never contradict. If you want to know, is this the Holy Spirit or not, it will never contradict God's word. So you have to understand, you have to start with God's word. You've heard me say this before. Jesus, right, who was the word, studied the word. How much more do you and I need to be in the word? Jesus, who was led by the Holy Spirit, needed to understand the word of God so he could be led by the spirit because the spirit will never contradict God's word. This is why I keep saying you need to be in God's word every single day. And I'm going to say something, and this might kind of hurt. If you woke up this morning and you weren't in God's word, basically you just said, I'm going to live my own life. I don't want the Holy Spirit to lead me right now. Now, if that offends you, I just want to help you with that. Now, and some of you might you know, say, well, I'm a night owl pastor. Right? I, don't, I, I don't do anything good in the morning. Okay, last night before you went to bed, okay, if you didn't get in God's word, you're not letting the Holy Spirit lead you. Because that's how important it is. We need to do that. You heard me say this all the time. Satan doesn't want to make you bad. He wants to make you busy. And I just, I've got too much going on. I'm just too busy. I can't be in God's word. i got so much going on. Everybody look right here. You have time, even if it's five minutes. And I'm going to get a little personal here, and, and I, I'm going to take a risk by saying this. Um, so I, I can't remember a day that I have missed being in God's word. Okay? I don't say that to brag. I say that to tell you what happened to me this week. Um, so this week, I, um, I uh, had a big week. I was traveling. I was out of town. I came back into town. And I remember it was, um, I got home Thursday night. And I got up Friday morning, and I had a lot on my plate. Okay? And I want to let you know, I had the temptation. I was like, oh, I got a lot going on. I usually, my routine is when I get up in the morning, um, I, I spend time with God right away. And I had some other things going on. And I went, oh, I'll just put that off till later, okay? Everybody look right here. As sure as I hear these speakers sounding, I heard the voice of God saying, okay, Jeff, let me understand this right. You want to go in and face this situation without my power? Is that what you're saying? You want to try to do this under your own strength? You're too busy to come spend time with me right now, and I was so convicted by that, okay? Now, I say that to you because I want to hope that takes some pressure off of you, okay? Because Satan is going to do everything he can to try to keep you out of God's word, Get in his word. Understand it, because it will testify about Jesus. Are you following with me, church? You with me? Even if it's five minutes. Some of you are like, maybe it's just five minutes. You just need to open up and read. That's, that's great. Start there, okay? For some of you, it needs to be longer. It's like a spiritual muscle that you need to work, right? When you first start lifting weights, it's, it's kind of hard to get that up there. That's okay. Take your time. Don't hurt yourself. But just keep doing the reps, keep doing the reps, keep reading his word because it will always testify about Jesus. If you want to know the spirit of God, know his word. Here's the third thing, John 16, verse 8. I'm going to be in John 16, verse 8. When he comes, he will provide the world, prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. So the first two things about the Holy Spirit is he teaches me he testifies about Jesus. Here's the third thing the Holy Spirit does. He convicts of sin. 
You probably heard me say this before, but it's worth repeating. Did you know that nobody can make you feel guilty? Did you know that? Unless you let them. You either are guilty or you're not guilty, all right? Don't let anyone make you feel guilty. It is not my job as your pastor to guilt you or make you feel guilty. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And if you read in God's word, right, where you read something in God's word and you feel convicted by that sin, do not push away from that. That is the Holy Spirit working in your heart to say, listen, there might be something in your life you might need to take a look at. And I tell you what, it's not easy, is it? It can be really uncomfortable. We don't like that feeling, but yet it's so critically important because that's the job of the Holy Spirit, to help convict us of sin and help us lead us towards God. Look at what, um, that's again, that's the job of the Holy Spirit, to convict us of sin. And if you read something in God's word and it's contradicting to how you're living your life, you need to take a look at that and understand, again, that's the Holy Spirit doing that. So the Holy Spirit teaches me, the Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus. Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. Here's the fourth thing the Holy Spirit does. It reveals truth. And I'm going to read John 16, 13. I missed that. We'll have to go back to that. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal truth. But if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, sometimes I don't like the truth. Sometimes instead of the truth, I like to feel with my feelings instead. See, this, let me give you an example of what this looks like. Sometimes when, when we get paid, right, you get payday. Payday's a fun day, isn't it? And you get this money and you think, man, this is great, this is awesome. And then it gets to the weekend and maybe the next week. And, and if you're not keeping track of your receipts and doing a good job with that, you might come and you're like, well, it feels like I should have about this much money. <laughs> Anybody else have that problem sometimes, right? And then you look at your bank account and you realize, oh, the reality is not what I feel, okay? So many times in life we're the same, aren't we? We trust our feelings instead of the truth. We follow our heart instead of what God's word says. And the truth is the truth no matter how you feel about it, church. And that's what we need to understand. The Holy Spirit will reveal the truth. You know the truth that the Holy Spirit reveals? He reveals that God is love. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He freely offers forgiveness to you. He will hold you accountable. But that is the truth that he, the Holy Spirit can only reveal. 1 Timothy 4 says it this way. The Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such things come through hypocritical liars whose conscience have been seared with a hot iron. There's a lot of talk on, on end times and are we in the end times? And we, we, we hear those conversations a lot. And people want to say, oh, you know, will the beast come? And will it be 666? And will I get a mark on my hand or my forehead? Or, or what will I do? I just want to be, be as clear as I possibly can be. I don't worry about any of that stuff. And here's why. Because I believe the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth. There will be people that will lie. Absolutely. God's word just promised it. There's going to be people that will lie and deceive. There is an enemy who will come and, and will deceive many people. It doesn't worry me a bit. You know why? Because I'm being led by the Spirit. I'm being led by a Spirit who teaches me and helps me understand things that I don't necessarily like sometimes. I follow a Spirit that testifies about Jesus. He is the compass that always points to true north and understands that. 
He is the one who convicts me of sin, not the world. The world is not my standard. God's word is and the Holy Spirit is what that says. And he will reveal truth to us. We can seek that through him. So I want to ask you again, church, who's leading you? Are you trying to lead yourself? Are you trying to be led by people who don't love God, by what you see on the media? See, and again, we have to accept the reality that we don't like to be taught. There's some things in our life that we just kind of like the way they are, but we need to understand the truth and be taught by those things, even if they're uncomfortable. We want the focus to be on us, and that's sometimes our problem with the Spirit. The Spirit points to who? Jesus. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, you know, the one that lays down your life for your brother? Ugh, I don't like that, though. That's what the Spirit does. He points us to Jesus. We don't like to think about our faults. We like to think we're pretty good people for the most part, but yet that sin that keeps coming up. And the further you go on the journey to become more like Christ, the more God will reveal to you things in your life that need to be more like Him. And we don't like to trust the truth. We like to trust our feelings. But the Spirit is the one who reveals the truth to us. John 14, verse 16. This is Jesus talking. And this is his prayer for you and I. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Church, it comes down to a very simple decision. Who is leading you? Are you accepting his leading or do you want to guide yourself? Because Jesus, God in human skin, when he came to planet earth and he was fully God and fully man, he surrendered his God part. He did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but he emptied himself, becoming the form of a servant, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And by limiting himself in that way, he understood that he needed to be led, not be a leader. And Jesus was led by the Spirit that would eventually raise him from the dead. And he gave us the greatest gift he could have ever given. He poured out that spirit on all people who will receive him. But are we willing to get out of his way? And it comes down to one word, a word we don't like to hear, is the word surrender. We say, God, just take it. God, I give you my finances. God, I give you my faith. God, I give you my marriage. God, I give you my job. God, teach me how to be a better husband. Teach me how to be a better worker. Holy Spirit, lead me to Jesus. Testify about him so I can see those things. Convict me of my sins and the ways that I fail. And always, always show me the truth. Reveal the truth, not even when it hurts. And look at what Jesus said in John 14, verse 12. Very truly I tell you that whoever believes in me will do works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus Christ, who lived in obscurity for 30 years, who was baptized, who went into the wilderness and was led by the Spirit for three years in his frail humanity, completely changed the world. And again, church, the key to that was he wasn't a leader it was because he led.
he allowed the Spirit to lead him. And you have that opportunity to do that today, to be like Jesus. And we're going to put up some information on the screen that connect it, celebrate. And, and this is what we're going to do today. And, and if you got your phones, you can do this. If you have never been baptized or you want to talk about that, Andy said to you, you can text that word baptized. We want to talk to you about that. Because again, Jesus was baptized. We should be baptized. If you haven't, or like Andy said, if you did it as a child and you want to renew it, if you've done it before and you said, hey, I'm at a different spot in my life now and I want to renew my baptism, you are more than welcome to do that. But if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ and that forgiveness of sins, you text the word follow. We want to support you and we want to love you and give you resources so you can be led by the Spirit. But maybe there's some of you in the room today that maybe you've, you've kind of drifted away or, or for whatever reason life's gotten in the way and, and faith hasn't been that important to you or maybe you're not being led by the Spirit. I want you to text that word renew. That today, this very day, we can't change the past. We can look forward. God is a God of future. God is a God of today and tomorrow. We are going to look to the future. We're going to say, today I'm going to renew that commitment. I'd like you to text those words. So baptism, follow, or renew. And I'm going to pray for you in a minute. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to give you that opportunity to say, I want to be led by the Spirit. What is that thing that I can do to be led? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that although you were God, you gave up that glory of heaven to come down here with us. And you lived, again, for 30 years. Nobody knew who you were outside your own family, outside your own little neighborhood. But yet, when your ministry started, Jesus, you modeled this for us. You went and you were baptized. You went out into the wilderness and were tempted, but when you came back, you were led by the Spirit. And everything changed, Jesus, when you, by your obedience, you were crucified on the cross, raised from the dead. And now that same spirit that in the past was given to a specific place, to a specific person, for a specific purpose, is now poured out for all people in all places for your purpose. If we will allow ourselves to be taught that we would know that we'll testify about you, that we will be able to be convicted of our sins and that we will know the truth and we will shine the light of truth everywhere we go. And I'm just going to pause here for a moment and I'm just going to give you some time to do some business with God. And again, if you're a person who says, today I want to make that decision, I want to follow Jesus, we, this is your moment to do that. If you're here today and you say, I want to renew that, let's do that. I'm just giving you 30 seconds to, to talk with God and to do that. God, we thank you and we praise you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you live in the Yankton area, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 1030 a.m. at 310 Walnut Street. You can also check out more content on our website, yankton.church, or our YouTube channel, at Celebrate Yankton. 
you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it and share with others. God bless.